Hello and welcome to Oh Dear Lore. I'm Creighton. And I'm Jessica. Ah, welcome back to our episode, guys. We are so excited to be back with y'all. Yes, 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 yes. We're so glad to talk to you about the craziest people in the world. <laughs> yep, and we get to do it from the comfiness of our home once again. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm looking at my dog lick herself right now. It's great. Yeah, no, both of my dogs are back there with Adam. He's uh, getting his Twitch stuff set up, so. Shout out to Adam. I love yeah. I love his hair. And my yes, husband's in uh, love with his eyebrows. Miss <laughs> Roxanne has it all together. All together. So, uh, yeah, I don't quite know how the coronavirus is doing this week because of the fact that we're recording this a week in advance. So, guys, I hope it's better. Uh, yeah, right now, um, we don't know when I'm going back to work. We don't know. Right, and we still don't know what my job is planned to do as this goes out longer and longer and people aren't building cabinets, so. It, I, it, I'm afraid we're going to reach a point where it's more expensive to keep some businesses open than to oh. just go ahead and close them. I feel like it's already reached that point. Yeah. So, I, I miss my Mexican food, and it's a real struggle. <laughs> you know what I really, really miss? What? I miss the food from the local Chinese restaurant, New China. Freaking, yes! Oh my god, I'm so passionate about how much I miss New China right now. Like, me and Adam tried to order from there the other day, and when we called the number, they weren't open. Oh, you haven't seen the pl- You haven't driven by it or anything? Uh-uh. Um, like, which they're taking, they're taking this opportunity to really clean their, um, their restaurant, you know, like really, really deep dive in Like it. work on it and all. Yeah. Right. And, um, they're, they're completely closing down, which they're typically a buffet. And then you can call in for people who don't know, obviously I doubt everyone's going to know about our restaurant at our home, but... Um, right. I do know the owners and that's what they're doing. And I, I was like, I applaud them for doing that. But I also am really upset because I want their food. Right. Like, I really hope they open back up. I'm sure they will just whenever this blows over. The problem right. is, is just when is that going to be? And plus, unfortunately, they still have the stigma on them being a Chinese food restaurant. Um, which is horrible because you don't get it from just Chinese food. Like... Oh, and what her, what's so sad is like um you know we have friends who are min- that are ministers and um and they mm-hmm. have they they have a, a a friend and uh him and he is born in America yeah. uh he's in fact he is he is Asian but he's not he's not Chinese uh he's actually Cur- well yeah I think he's Korean but um I'm not really sure but he he's been in America his whole family has been for like many generations now. Yeah. And people are coming up to them in public and lysoling him. Yeah, no, like people are doing that to doctors and nurses and it's crazy. That's 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 sick. And it, like it is honestly one of the most horrible things that I have seen. And it it to me it just feels disrespectful. I understand that you're scared, but to walk up to other people and lysol them that is that is a bridge too far. You need to calm the fuck down. Right. His wife is she's a Caucasian lady, blonde hair, blue eyed, you know, and she's walking with him, holding his hand, you know, as couples typically do. And they're like, in, they're in Walmart, like getting their groceries, you know, and yeah. they only lassoed him. They didn't lassoed both of them, just him. 
And yeah, it, no, that's just plain out racism. Right, and it freaked her out because, you know, she obviously she doesn't want her kids out and about, but she's like, oh my god, if 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 my kids are out and about, are they gonna lice all my kids because they look more Asian? Yes. And that's and yes, the answer is more than likely yes. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's 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 funny in the in this time, COVID is not even the darkest part of the time. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean. It, it is really one of the most harmful things, and it's kind of like when the reporters were asking the president, Donald Trump, is it okay to call it the Chinese flu? Because, unfortunately, you are sticking that stigma with people of Chinese descent, or uh, items of Chinese origins, food of Chinese origins, uh, or just Asian, really, because most Americans don't take time to differentiate between the different Asian cultures. Right. So... I mean, yes, it is an act of racism. The one thing that got me with the reporter, who then, after the question was asked of Donald Trump, and they were really just asking him to stop calling it the Chinese disease. Mm-hmm. That, that's all they wanted. That way the stigma wasn't attached to Asian Americans. Right. And one of the reporters from OAN, which is a, I'm going to say a non-credible news network, because they are like ultra conservative. Right. Um, like they're more conservative than anyone on Fox News. So they stood up and asked, um, Mr. Trump, while we're asking about things called Chinese, is it racist to call Chinese food Chinese? And it's like that's not the same thing. No. Like that that's not even equatable to what they're asking. But this is the reality that we're living in at the moment. Bottom line, if it can stir up an idea of of stereotypes and or stir up racism, then you just shouldn't do it. Even if your right. intent is not to be racist, you right. know what I mean. You just shouldn't. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Bottom line. And like you know what, if if the president had called it the Chinese disease once, and somebody said. You know, Mr. President, that's like that could be very harmful to people of Asian American descent. And he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that." And then we never heard it from him again. That would be a different story, right? I I don't. And and if he, in in his defense is that um, it's the well, he's I'm talking about the Chinese government. Well, you're not calling it the Chinese government virus. You're calling it the Chinese virus. You're you're. Well, his original defense was, well, it did come from Wuhan, didn't it? Oh, my God. But, I mean, there's a reason that we don't name uh, diseases after the places where they were found anymore. Right. It's because it attaches the stigma to those diseases. But we should actually be talking about a much (laughs) happier note in America because it just doesn't get any better on, on the reality front. So let's talk about some crazy shit. Oh, yeah, let's do that. So would you like to... Tell us what we're talking about today. Oh, yes. We are talking about conspiracy theories about Mother Earth, our home planet, our point in the galaxy. I love it. I love it. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Ah, You can go first if you want. Okay. Today, I am educating you, edumacating you, our sad listeners that have nothing better to do than to listen to us, about flat earthers. (laughs) So, I love this because my dad is a flat earther, ladies and gentlemen. It's Ugh. it's a sad truth that I have to live with daily. He doesn't believe in narwhals. He thinks 
he thinks the government is trying to make us all stupid which i don't know i can you could argue that but still this is this is this is the reality of the flat earthers Modern flat earth belief originated with the English writer Samuel Rowe Batham and based on conclusions derived from the Bedford level experiment, he published a pamphlet called the Zetetic Astronomy. He later expanded into the book Earth Not a Globe, proposing the Earth is a flat disk centered at the North Pole and bounded along its southern edge by a wall of ice, which is Antarctica. He further held that the sun and moon were 3,000 miles, which is 4,800 kilometers, above Earth, and that the cosmos was 3,100 miles, 5,000 kilometers, above the Earth. (laughs) Wow, those are some accurate (laughs) readings. They're Um, they're specific. That's a specific number, you know? Um, His argument was that the Bible, alongside our own personal senses, supported the idea that the Earth was flat and immovable. However... Um, a lot of Christian uh, scholars are like, no. Actually, a lot of people in the Bible thought the earth was sphere. Or at least right. circular. So that's not even accurate. Um, actually, in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 22, it says, It is he who sits above the circle of earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads, spreads them like a tent to dwell in. So we're talking about right. a dome. So, well, no. Uh, well, do you know how it's thought that people first discovered that the world was round? How? It's thought that it came by people living in port cities who had noticed that boats would start off looking really small and get larger as they approach as they come up over the horizon. Right. And they realized that if a boat had been on a flat surface and just coming straight at them the whole time, it would have looked its equal size the whole time. Right. And you gotta think, um, it, there's even talks about it in the book of Job, and Ju- Job is the oldest book in the Bible. Like, people have known for a very... Oh, yeah. It's not necessarily... You gotta think, the Bible's not necessarily in order of creation. Right. But Job is the oldest book in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. It is. Um, there are actually parts that people believe are talking about dinosaurs there. So... That kind of reflects back to our last episode. So, I mean, that's the argument of that humans, in some ways, coexisted with dinosaurs. Whether you believe... They talk about giants, so you have to... That's up for your discretion, you know. Oh, kind of like in the book of Enoch, they talk about the Nephilim. Well, yes, but it's... it's the, We'll have to... You know what? That's an episode for another time. I have some research on Enoch. I, I, I'm so down for this. Because I figured we'd get to it one day. Honestly, biblical... Um, uh, the Apocrypha and all? Oh, my God. I love it. I love discussing that kind of stuff. I do, too. I lo- this is an episode for another time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so down for this. I am feeling that. But um, modern flat earthers generally embrace some form of conspiracy theory out of the ne- uh, necessity of explaining why major institutions such as governments, media outlets, schools, scientists, and airlines will assert the world is a sphere. I like how they're like, airlines are lying to us. <laughs> <laughs> they tend to not trust observations they have that they have not made for themselves and often distrust or disagree with each other. In other words, confirmation bias. Right. 
So, um, based on the speakers at the 2018 UK's Flat Earther UK convention, because they have conventions, they have their own little TanaCon that they do, um, believers in a flat earth vary widely in their views. While most agree upon a disc-shaped earth, some are convinced that earth is a diamond shape. Oh my god, hollow earthers disagree. Really? Yeah, that, they, they all have different theories. I just... But we'll get into that next. <laughs> but, like, you're talking about disc. Okay, okay, sure, whatever. But diamond? I don't I don't follow. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, and here's my thing. All right, let's suspend all belief for a second in okay. anything that's rational or in reality. <laughs> and go out onto this crazy train with Ozzy. Yeah! And... We uh we say that we hop on a cruise ship in California, mm-hmm. and we are headed to China. That would mean that there is only two paths to China. Mm-hmm. We would either have to go around the furthest <laughs> points of both South America, Africa, come up in between Australia and probably Japan, and land in a port city in China. Yeah. Or you would have to go up above Canada through the frozen wastelands that is the Arctic Circle across the top of Russia and down into China. That would be your only paths if it was a flat surface. <laughs> well, you ready for this? So, um, first of all, uh, they believe that some or most believe, actually, should I say, um, a lot of them believe that you can't go through Antarctica because that Antarctica is like a wall that prevents us from falling off the side. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, I'm not even, I can't, you can't make this up. Well, actually, apparently you can because that's exactly what this is. Oh my God. Most believers, let me say this. Most believers don't even believe in outer space. And none believe that mankind has ever traveled there. What? So, quick question. Your father doesn't think we've landed on the moon? Now, like I said, my father is not going to kill you if you don't believe in him. He does believe that we've been to outer space, or that mankind has. He just doesn't believe that the U.S. made it before Russia. Okay. I mean, that that is a common theory. That well, yeah. That's... That's the least crazy of the ones that you've stated so far. He's not sure. Or, or let me tell you. Let me make a side comment because I get what he's saying in this argument. He believes if we made it, he thinks that we probably did not have the um, the technology to create such a, a clear, at the time, uh, recording of what outer space looked like. So he believed that if, if America had made it before Russia... That they film that they filmed it in a studio just because they could not properly do it on the moon. You see what I'm saying? Right now, I will say that there is another podcast that deals with like myths and conspiracy theories of history mm-hmm. that you might want to check out. That sounds cool. And it's called Our Fake History. Mm-hmm. It is done by this lovely Canadian man mm-hmm. who is funny and he's intelligent and he does an excellent show and he has a three-part episode on whether or not we landed on the moon do you think we landed on the moon i do you 100%. do 
But do yeah, you think 100%. that they videoed it, like the actual footage is from the moon? Yes. You do? Well, I do purely because of the shadows in the picture. Because, Maybe. well, it's just because of the angle and the size of the shadows. In order to reproduce them within a studio setting, you would need a larger studio than what we currently have available anywhere in the world. Uh, okay, I'll buy. But um, the thing about that is, you know, um, excuse me, we we're talking about um, Samuel Robatham. Uh, he was talking about mm -hmm. how, you know, he's one of the people that believe that we never went out into outer space. Yeah, he has all these specific measurements. Measurements. Yeah. So I'm like, it's it's very contradicting is so what it is. So he does believe in outer space. He just doesn't believe we've been there. Right. So most, so a most flight earthers don't believe in outer space. Doesn't mean all of so them don't. But none what, of what, them believe we've ever been there. Right. So what um, what do they consider like the sky and all that? Like what is that to them? It's pretty much they don't know. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Like I'm, I'm being serious. Like pretty much, they don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I googled that, and there's no definite answer. Alrighty. Which I don't, I, I don't, I just don't get it, Creighton. I don't know, but I know that if this podcast ever makes it big, you and I are definitely going to a flat earther convention. Heck, you freak. You know what? Because I've got questions that I need answers to. If you to, think Jess. I want Google tickets just to see, and we could go for a day, like drive to Atlanta, Georgia or something, if it happens Is there, there one in Atlanta? Everything's in Atlanta. Scientology is in Atlanta, Creighton. True. Are we welcome in Atlanta? Probably not by the Scientology church. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just I'm just saying um, <laughs> um, you remember the solar eclipse on August 21st of 2017 mm -hmm. so this gave rise to numerous YouTube videos um, <laughs> um, that are saying that, uh, that that it proved that the earth was flat like they how I I, I don't I, I can't tell you Creighton I don't How know. does a solar eclipse prove that the world is flat? Their argument is if we were um, in, a, in a sphere, you know, mm -hmm. that we should not be able to see the, uh, you know, things getting between us and the sun. Like, that's it. That, okay, just, I, I don't even know how to respond to that. Like that, you know, well, the, um, the illustration that was used and I'm going to tell okay. you, that's when I say that's it. It's because they, there was no further, they ne they didn't give me further information. I'm telling you what I have right. here. But, but you do have an illustration of what they believe. Happened. Right. So what they say is put your, uh, you know, put your hand in front of your face and ball it into a fist. Okay. Okay. And so get your other hand and, and put it out, you know, a uh, palm out. Okay. So if you right. put that your palm out between you and your fist then that should mean that it's not a sphere that it's not that we're not a sphere do you what see what the hell I don't know I don't know 
I can't tell you. That that makes no sense, especially not when you realize the moon orbits us, which means that at some point the moon will obstruct our view. Oh, they don't mean almost. They don't um, believe in the moon. How do you not believe in the damn moon? Telling you what I'm what I research, Crane. I can only tell you what I have. Okay, so first of all, you started off the description of they only believe in what they can see. Obviously not, because you can see the damn moon. They I think have a it's window an illusion. in my house. But the, okay, but you gotta understand, they're very contradicting. Everything they say is contradicting. That's why it's stupid. <laughs> now, I just want to let y'all know, my dad does not go this far. He just thinks that it's not—it's a perfect sphere, a perfect sphere, or it's flat. He doesn't—he is not dumb enough to believe that there's no moon stuff like that. I just want to make sure right. y'all know that. Right, like your dad's not batshit crazy. No, 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 no. He just has questions. Your dad, yeah, he just—he thinks that it's flat. And you know what? After hearing about other people who think of all this other weird shit, Jeff, <laughs> your dad. Almost seems rational. I'm swear to God. Um, I swear. Amazingly, amazingly, I had lost just a little bit of intelligent respect for <laughs> Wary, and I have regained it all. I um, swear. He just doesn't. His trust issues with the government. That's his problem. Yeah, most conspiracy theorists do. But oh my God! So on thir- May third of two thousand eighteen, Stephen Novella analyzed the modern belief in a flat earth and concluded that despite that most people think about the subject the believers are being sincere in their belief that the earth is flat and they're not just saying this to wind people up like they, i don't believe that i i i, I, I firmly <laughs> believe that half of them are just like nope it don't exist just to get people like me who can't fathom how it could not exist to like explode I think a lot of them are like Shane Dawson who are just really interested by it um right. not necessarily that they believe it that it's, in- it's just an interesting thought process but there are some people who really I mean really believe so much believe this so much that where it reflects it ref- affects their religion really great I can't make this up <laughs> I'm so glad we came up with this episode. Me too. Because I, mine is just as batshit crazy. Good, um, good, good. I'm so happy. Um, so I want to give you, to help you out with your with your, your issues right now, I'm going to give you their reasoning. Some of their reasoning, okay? You might love this. You might I, hate it. I'm probably going to hate it, Jess, because I'm almost positive that there is no amount of reasoning that will make sense to me. Number one... <laughs> My senses tell me so. The the, the Zetetic method that I was telling you about earlier um, is a huge thing among flat earthers. In contrast to the usual scientific method, this belief system says that your senses rule supreme. Uh, All knowledge about reality should be reached directly through your own personal observation. This thought process suggests that our personal experience on earth tells us that it feels flat and looks flat. There go. It is flat. However... This is me saying, not them. However, I mean, look at optical illusions. We see them every day. Many things we we know that many things exist beyond our own observation and experience. Right. 
And you know, my husband's colorblind. <laughs> like his observation is not my observation. I mean, my husband, okay, a little sad, kind of sad. My husband, when he, when I see a rainbow, he literally just sees like a yellow skin mark in the sky. <laughs> I mean, it's sad. It's I, I'm serious. So therefore, his observation is not correct. You know what I mean? So yeah. Another reasoning: all space images are photoshopped. So the most obvious proof that the world is not flat is just, you know, look at the images of Earth from space, okay? Yeah. However, faced with this evidence, a surprising number of people argued, well, who says it's not doctored? In the past, when taking photos of the Earth from space, NASA did Photoshop some of the Earth to make a more cohesive photo that we could have to see the entire planet. Because Earth is so large, they had to take many, many photos and put them all together at the time, therefore right. had to use some form of editing to put it together. But that does not mean that it is a completely fabricated illustration of our Earth's shape, okay? Right. But that's their argument. If you, I mean, if, you know. Look, if you're already inclined to not believe the government, and you're already inclined not to believe, I don't know, rational human senses, <laughs> then this is, makes complete and total sense. Well, here's another one. Okay, their other reasoning, another reasoning is nobody has crossed the wall of Antarctica ever. Some claim that Antarctica is a giant icy wall designed to keep us from falling off the world, like I told you earlier. To back up this theory, they claim that no one has ever crossed the whole continent. But that's not true. People have crossed Antarctica many, many times. Granted, it's very dangerous and many people have also died trying. Have but they it, made it to the other side of Antarctica? I thought they had only made it to the center. No, they've made it. Very, oh. f- very few. Now, don't you know? It's not like a ton of people or anything. Well, don't you worry. I, I have some theories about Antarctica too in my story today. There's, there's something about Antarctica. I just got people freaked out. I'm telling you. Well, it's a mysterious unknown where people can't really inhabit, just like the Arctic. Why do you want to? Most people don't. They just think there's something magical out there because you can't. Okay. <laughs> so they, um, people, you know, like I said, people have crossed Antarctica. There's even the Southern Pole of Inaccessibility, which is the furthest inland part of Antarctica. Um, here you'll find a radio shack, by the way, and a tiny abandoned Soviet research lab with a bust of Vladimir Lenin. And there's photos of this. I'll actually put that on our Instagram. Um, but yeah, it's there. So, no. No, no, no. And this is my this is one of my favorites. All right, this is the last reasoning I have. Um, it says the horizon is not curved. Prominent flat earther rapper. Do you remember um, Bob, the rapper? Yes. From that popular song with Haley Williams from Paramore, uh, yes. airplanes, and then yeah, him. Um, he actually regularly cites the horizon's flatness as the main uh, piece of evidence against yeah that we're a sphere. That's because we only see on planes. We can't detect curves off in the distance. Yep. In a since-deleted tweet, he showed a photograph of himself on a hill overlooking a built-up area with the caption, The cities in the background are approximately 16 miles apart. Where is the curve? Please explain this. 
He's even got a song called Flatline about the issue. You get it? Flatline. You, know, you get it? You get it? <laughs> like, here, here's the thing about it. If, if the earth was flat and you could see straight through it, because I don't know if you've ever been out to the Midwest. I know you have, actually. Yeah. <laughs> in the Midwest, you can see for miles upon miles upon miles for sure. of nothing but open space. Right. But if the earth was flat, you could stand in Nebraska and see Omaha. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you just can't. That's because it's on a fucking curve. <laughs> well, the idea does forget that the earth has an average diameter of 12,742 kilometers, which is 7,918 miles. In other words, it's very, very big. <laughs> Imagine yeah. an ant sitting on a bumpy moss-covered ball that's 1,000 meters, or which is 3,280 feet in diameter. It would be able to, it wouldn't be able to make out any curves either. Right. So, this is my favorite part. Now, I it this is funny, but I do want to acknowledge this did end in tragedy. Um, but Mike Hughes, a daredevil and a flat earth conspiracy theorist, used a home-built man rocket in an attempt to set see for himself if the earth was, earth was flat on March 24th of 2018. So, 2 days after my birthday. I love that. But uh, his rocket made of scrap metal was estimated to cost $20,000. And he used a mobile home as a custom launch pad. And um, he managed to climb 1,875 feet, which is 572. Um, and uh, did I put miles? Oh, that's not right. Sorry. <laughs> that's not right. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I do this to myself. But um, he was inside the rocket, and he ended up with a hard landing, but the parachute successfully deployed, so he was okay. Nobody was seriously injured in this incident, and he remained firm in his beliefs. He claimed that the real evidence will come with larger rockets. Now, this is when it gets kind of sad. Um, actually, he, he was killed in, the, in an accident on the 22nd of February of this, past, of this year, 2020. Um, so while piloting a flight of his steam-powered rocket in a further attempt to prove the Earth was flat, the accident was caused by an early deployment and separation of the return parachute on the vehicle. The rocket impacted after falling from an altitude of several hundred feet, and he was killed instantly. And it's the, it's the insanity of people are willing to die. He he knew you know he talked about it, willing to die to prove that the Earth is flat. Damn. Yeah. I, I remember seeing that news article, though. Yeah. It's insanity. But that's it for me. Ugh. All right. Well, now you get you get your turn to suspend all disbelief. I love it. Give it to me. Because uh, we're going to talk about the hollow earth theory now. I don't know anything about this, so I'm really excited. All right. So, let me start off with, for people like us who study mythology, lore, legends, things like that. Right. A hollow earth is not as crazy as it first sounds. Okay. Because most religions have a belief in places like hell. Mm-hmm. And in most of these religions, hell... Like, for some of us, we understand that heaven or hell would be a separate plane of reality. Right. Like a separate whole deal. But for some people, hell is literally at the center of the earth. Like, if you dig down, you would find hell at the earth's core okay 
So, technically, that is a hollow earth because that means that there's something in the middle of the earth. Sure, yeah. But, um, a lot of mythology, such as certain uh, Indian tribes, believe that there are people who live underground who have helped them in the past to save them from cataclysms and everything else. So, technically, this is a version of a hollow earth, but it's myth and legend. Okay. So, let's get into the actual uh, scientific, if you will, theories. So, in the 17th century, some of the leading scientific minds of the time came up with a new theory. That the planet is actually hollow. And this idea, like, for some reason, has been very durable. No matter how much we've learned about tectonics or anything. <laughs> so, the original believer, or the original belief was used to explain why compass readings will sometimes just go haywire. And now, the actual first um, scientific speculation about it came from Edmund Haley of Haley's Comet. Like, the one who named Haley's Comet. Yeah. And so, to explain how the magnetic forces were messing with compasses, he had a theory that the planet is a series of nested spherical shells spinning in different directions all surrounding a central core i actually which, think I, mean, I read about this in, in high school right like i mean technically he was right except they're not all moving in separate ways right um so in his estimation based on the readings of the magnetic field and what he knew of the gravitational pull of the sun and moon on the earth this model could account for any inaccuracies in his readings of magnetic fields of the planet. He also posited that the space between each one of these shells may have luminous atmospheres capable of supporting life. Wait, what? Yeah, so basically he said that there is like the crust of the earth and then a pocket of atmosphere and another crust of Earth, and then a pocket of atmosphere, and then another crust of Earth, pocket of atmosphere, and then the central core of the Earth. I bet pagans are quaking, because they're like, I told you the elves had an underworld. Actually, yes. Oh my god, really? Yes, <laughs> like, there are actually some beliefs that this is where elves and all come from. It, that these are other worlds beneath us that we just haven't been able to reach. I love that. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's everything and more that I needed. So basically, this right here was like one of the first scientific put out theories about a hollow earth. But over the years, a lot of people have just gotten rid of all the middle bits, like the extra atmospheres. Yeah. And so they have actually went into a few different ideas of how a hollow earth would work. Mm-hmm. So in... Uh, 1781, Lee Clerk Melfort led a journey with hundreds of Creek Indians to a series of caverns near the Red River above the junction of the Mississippi River. And mm -hmm. according to Melfort, the original Creek Indian ancestors are believed to have emerged from the surface of the earth in ancient times from these exact caverns. So, Milford also claimed that the caverns that he was shown could easily contain 15,000 to 20,000 families. But no one else has been able to find a size that large since in these so-called caverns. So it's thought that he made it up. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> then in 1818, John Cleese Simmons Jr. published his circular number one, declaring that the world, that the earth is hollow. Symes is a veteran of the War of 1812 and an unsuccessful trader, and soon became the, maybe the most famous and successful proponent of the hollow earth theory. His initial vision of the earth's interior was like a simplified version of Halley's multi-layered model, with the exception that Symes' version included huge holes in the north and south poles. These holes, unique uh, with the unique, would eventually be called Symes' holes. But basically, they believe that there are large holes in Antarctica and in the Arctic that allow you to get to the center of the Earth. This is literally like that movie, Journey to the Center of the Earth. This is what inspired the writing of that book. I have these no theories. doubt. I have no doubt. I mean, and it's great for a lot of fantasy books because they've a lot of them have taken their ideas of this hollow Earth. Do you remember Labyrinth with David Bowie? Yes. And he literally, David Bowie's song is, um, for the movie, it's down in the underground. Literally. Mm -hmm. I'm loving this. This is everything. Sign me up. <laughs> so, Symes proposed to mount an expedition to the North Pole, where he was sure they would locate one of these apertures and gain access to the inner Earth. He, too, believed that the interior of the Earth not only could, but did support life, saying in circular number one, that the inside of the earth would be stocked with thrifty vegetables and animals, if not men. What? Right. So, science believed that his theory was not science fiction, but it was a fact of science that the inside of the earth could support all manners of life. And he applied it not only to the earth, but to all planetary bodies. To him, the whole universe, every planet was hollow. Wow. Right. Now, I mean, this is 1818, but still. I'm just taking this in like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, even in the 19th century, Symes' theories were greeted with a lot of uh, credibility problems coming from the public. Mm -hmm. they, uh, they all denied what he said was true, which I do too. Not blaming them. <laughs> so, he continued to campaign, giving lectures and publishing letters about the hollow earth, always angling for an expedition to the North Pole that would prove his theory. But barreling right through the skeptics, Symes was eventually able to convince enough people of the possibility of his hollow earth that in 1822, he and his supporters actually got Congress to vote on funding for his expedition to the North Pole. What? The grant... Yeah, Congress actually held a vote on whether or not to give him money to go look for a hollow earth. Did they do it? No, the grant was shot down. But oh. his idea, uh, but his idea, like, he continued on and people carried it on. In fact, oh. he, convenu he continued to campaign this idea until 1849 when he died. I wish they'd have let him do it, but I'm glad they didn't use taxpayers' money to get him to do it. Yes, I am too. So, there is a really weird separate theory that kind of builds off Symes and kind of builds off Haley, but this was put forth by a natural healer and eventual cult leader, Cyrus Teed. He inverted the idea, devising a cellular cosmology. Alright, so basically, in a cellular cosmology, he believes 
that the whole earth is in a shell. All right, so like imagine a ball. Okay. All right, so as we know, we walk on the outside of the ball and look up at the sun, correct? Okay. All right, in his theory, we are on the inside of the ball, but we are walking on the ball itself from the inside. Like gravity is pulling us out instead of in. And he believes that the rest of the universe is still inside of this shell. So we are not on the earth looking out. We are in the earth looking in towards the core and the core is the sun. That's like, that's something that I feel like I would think on LSD. Like, that's trippy. Yeah. Like, I don't, it like, it took me forever to understand what they were trying to say. I get it. Like, I read multiple articles. Uh, the one from Atlas Obscura was the most accurate. But, like, I had I had to sit down and actually kind of try to imagine what he was saying. That's trippy. Now, technically, he developed a cult that was called the Korshan Unity after Teed renamed himself Korish. Mm-hmm. The Korishans established an extensive colony in Estro, Florida, in 1894. Freaking but, Florida. Jeez, right. that's where it went wrong. But see, most of that community disbanded after his death in 1908. But both Teed and Sims still have a monuments dedicated to their works and beliefs. The location where the Corshan community made their home is now protected at the Corshan State Historical Site, Why Ohio's Hollow Earth Monument is dedicated to Symes' work. So, uh, Ohio actually has a state monument dedicated to this. Wow. Freaking Ohio. So, now, there (laughs) is a third theory that is out there, because Hollow Earthers get together, too. Do they? (laughs) Yes, they do. They don't have large conventions, but they do get together. Oh, my God. And there is one pocket of them that believes that, yes, the Earth is here. Space is above us. We are on the outside of the earth. But within the earth is another earth with its own sun rotating around. Uh, no. Right. And my first thought is, do you know how small those people would have to be? It sucks for them when we have sewage lines. Like, jeez. <laughs> I bet freaking stank down there. But, um... Yeah, so that is their theory. Now, there is a lot of evidence against this, believe it or not. (laughs) I don't believe it. So, basically, there's seismic evidence. Mm -hmm. We know how deep the crust of the Earth is because, A, we can dig pretty far down, and, B, because we know how tectonic plates work. And due to the gravitational forces, the center of the Earth couldn't be hollow, because of the fact that it would collapse in on itself. Right. And also, there's this really, really easy thing called observation. (laughs) Um, Most of us have done it at least one point in our life. And we have observed that there's probably not a hole in the center of the earth. Are you trying to tell me that my senses and my intuition is not right? 
I am. I am, Jess. Um, and now, most hollow earthers believe that, A, the government has doctored pictures of the Antarctic and uh, Arctic. That way you can't see the holes. Mm-hmm. Or, B, that it's just snow, so snowy and white up there that all pictures look grainy. And the grainy pictures don't allow for you to see the hollow of the earth. Good God. And now, there's some that believe that we've had an episode on Atlantis. Right. Some people believe that the Atlanteans, their city didn't sink, but it went to the underground. So you're telling me. other hollow earth. That the Atlanteans decided to go all the way to Antarctica and crawl up into the world's cold butthole to live. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's also another theory. There's the says, sea people. Yes. But there's another theory that says that aliens don't come from outer space they come from the center of the earth no then they're not aliens right and they're like there's some people who believe that that's where flying saucers come in and out of everything then what's area 51 maybe it's a hole into the earth i don't know jess i I love i love this i love this we're literally going down the rabbit hole literally (laughs) Or the alien hole. Depends the, on who lives there. The, the manhole. <laughs> the earth. The manhole of society. The manhole into the of society. sewage of ideas. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> this, I'm so glad we did this episode. I love this I, for us. I am too. But I must say that that's all I have on Hollow Earth. Really? Yeah. I love yeah, I mean, this. They keep it simple. They they still believe in the universe. They just believe there's something inside of our Earth. I love or the that idea. we're inside of our Earth looking in. See, I don't like that. I'd rather have I'd rather have like little mythological creatures living somewhere and hiding. Yeah. So like, like whereas so whereas it's not as popular in modern culture at oh well in modern scientific if you want to call it that culture where people actually believe it. Right. Because it has been firmly relegated to the realm of uh, fantasy, mythology, and science fiction. Mm-hmm. But there is still a small group of people that think it. I bet you it's probably more outside the U.S. And um, people like, you know, Scotland. There's some still... Pagans still exist. People forget that. Um, I guess they call it heathenism now. But, uh, yeah. you, you know, Dylan Sprouse... Like from Zach and Cody, he's a he's he's pagan, and he believes this. I know a few pagans. You know them? Uh, I know one or two. Yeah. Oh my god! Please introduce me. Uh, They're in another state, but I don't care. Sure, if we ever get a chance, I will. I have met a Wiccan before who believes in this kind of stuff, and I'll be honest. Like, and I promise, I'm respectful. I just I'm really fascinated with their outlook on life. I really, really am. Oh, yeah. No, other cultures and other religions fascinate the hell out of me. That's what makes this uh, podcast so fascinating to me. Oh, yeah. People um, still worship Thor, the god, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband follows a, a, a band. And, of course, they don't speak English, but he likes the music. And uh, they they pray to Thor. Like, they're, they're dead serious. Heavy metal? Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I don't know. There was just something about that whole description of worshiping Thor and not speaking English that rang heavy metal into my mind. Um, Absolutely. And it's, well, it's screamo music, which means you don't really know what they're saying anyway. So it doesn't matter right. if they're not speaking English. 
Well, guys, that's all we have. Um, if y'all have any theories about this, y'all can actually contact us at ohdearlore at gmail.com, at uh, Twitter, which is at dear underscore lore, and Instagram at ohdearlore8. Awesome. Have anything else to add, Jess? No, but I am so glad we did this. I am too. I've, I've, my brain has not enjoyed this episode, but <laughs> I have, I have personally enjoyed this episode. Well, you guys, well, I guess we're gonna wrap this up. We love you guys. Be safe. Wash your hands. Yep, and stay away from large crowds. Absolutely. Bye. Bye.